0: time as well, Max, as far as how how you coach and you get on guys, unfortunately, I mean, you could, I mean, you say stuff to guys now, they're sensitive about it, uh, some of the stars that you're trying to reprimand and coach them, if you would, and have that MJ, Kobe mentality where they get on guys, guys need to break down or try to get or try to get you traded now or trying to get the coach fired, so it's, it's, it's a different time. And, and how you handle guys and I I, I mean, like try to have conversations with guys and be aggressive and sometimes this is like, Okay, we have to take a different approach and you know, Brock's been around a long time, so he's used to one thing and has seen because he's had he he's gotten on guys and and, and, and it got to their face at the point and point and there's other times yeah. we're like yeah. Hey man, we just gotta take take a, take a step back. So it's it's t- I'm the Osiris of this shit. Houdini is here forever, motherfuckers. This, this 97. I ain't my niggas and my niggerettes. Let's do it like this. I'm gonna rub your ass in the moonshine. Let's take it back to 79. I'm atomically socrates philosophies and hypotheses can't define how i be dropping these mockeries lyrically perform armed robbery flee with the lottery possibly they spotted me battle scarred shogun is when my pen hits tremendous ultraviolet shine blind forensics i inspect view through the future see millennium killer bees sold 50 gold 60 platinum shackling the matches with drastic rap tactics graphic displays melt the steel like blacksmiths black wootack is queen bees ease the gunson rumbling with patrolmen to gas laced the Hence by the score, take flight inside the war. Tick in the floor, die heart fans, demand more. Behold the bow, soldier, control the glow slowly. proceed the blow, swinging swords like Sonobi. Stunt grounds are found for Prince Solid Rock. Who got it locked performing live on your highest fly? Yes, I am back once again. It's your boy King on Uncensored. Coach killers, coach killers, oh man, we got another coach going down, but first, before we get into that, right, I got some shit to talk about, like, that introduction with Vince Carter, Vince Carter has exposed the entire NBA, bro, I mean, we've been knew this was going on, but when you got an OG who played 23 seasons, and Vince Carter, who's seen the NBA, when it was great in the in the late 90s, he was drafted in 1998, I believe, right? You know, he's one of my five favorite players that ever played the game. And to see it evolve each decade from the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and the 2020s, he's played in every one of those decades. So he's seen it all and done it all. and carter was talking about how players act like divas basically and the management don't even side with the coach anymore they always side with the player because obviously they paid the player money and they wanted to build franchises around that particular player so the coach is going to get it first nine times out of ten then it's going to be the player. Then it's going to be the GM. And I feel like Carter definitely detailed today's game. As a bunch of overpaid, overprivileged players that once they get their money, they start to decline or don't even put forth 100% effort anymore. And that's an epidemic and that's a problem in today's game game all right so great segue Nate McMillan was fired and Joe Prunty uh, who's been an assistant coach his whole career gets bumped up to the interim head coach of the Atlanta Hawks my thoughts on this is that is brutal Nate McMillan did not deserve that not at all he deserved to at least Get a whole second half of a season to help improve the roster and to improve as far as the team goes and see how far the Hawks can go. I mean, but however, the Hawks are very disappointed. I expected so much more from the Atlanta Hawks. And unfortunately, Nate McMillan is a part of the reason why they've been disappointing. There has been nec- he hasn't necessarily made the proper adjustments. And him and Trey Young have been going at it all season. There has been this tension between not only Trey Young and Nate McMillan, but Trey Young and the rest of the team. And Trey Young, this is the second coach that this kid has gotten fired, low key, because I truly believe that Trey Young has 100% to do with why nate mcmillan was fired it was just simply a a case of it's either me or him and nine times out of ten they're going to choose the player over the coach but there has been like a common denominator and it's been trey It's been Trey Young. And, you know, Trey Young has taken this team to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. But Trey Young is gallivanting around like he's won championships. And, you know, he's out there like a poor man, Steph Curry. And then when Trey Young is taking these wild ass shots. No one's there to scold him about it. And when McMillan would scold him about it, Trey would go up to management and say, Nate McMillan picking on me. You know what I'm saying? Nate McMillan doing this. Nate McMillan doing that. When McMillan has won everywhere he's been. He's won on Portland. He's won on Indiana. And he's won on Atlanta. And he's taking this Atlanta Hawks team the furthest out of anybody. And for him to get fired like that, I just feel like it's a very big disservice to Mr. Nate McMillan. And I don't think that shit is fair. And that shit's not right. Just bottom line. LeBron James says that his these last 23 games are the most important of his career. I don't agree with this. What do you mean most important of his career? My nigga, y'all are 13th place in the Western Conference. You are a certified lottery team. How is this more how is this the most important games of your career? That doesn't make any sense to me. Making a statement like that every every year that LeBron James makes a ridiculous statement, the karma comes down on him. Like Playoff, you remember playoff mode activated. You remember when he said that, and then they ended up losing, what, 14 of the last 19 games? I believe that year was, what, 2019, I believe, or 2018. You remember the playoff mode activated? You remember when he said, keep talking about, our age and keep talking about our injuries and in 2021 he said that and the lakers ended up winning 33 games and this is yet another dumb statement by lebron james because lebron has had way more important games than these I mean, you have a shit show lottery team underachieving ass roster right now. Who, and it seems like this has been a developing thing with LeBron. Every year at the trade deadline, this nigga sends a group of players out and a group of players in. This happens every year. And even every other year, at least. This nigga has done this on Cleveland, he's done this on Miami. He's done it on Cleveland a third time, and he's done it on the Lakers once again. you remember when he said, maybe it's me? Yeah, nigga, it's you. At the end of the day, you are the common denominator of all these issues and problems everywhere you go. These 23 games are not the most important of your career see if LeBron never won a championship but he has four championships he's had way more important games than this even if you don't make the playoffs this year it's not gonna necessarily knock down the accomplishments that he has made like this dude has four NBA championships four time MVP four time finals MVP How are these games the most important? When, yes, your statistics are great for your age. We get that. But these last 23 games are meaningless because the Lakers are not going to make the playoffs at the end of the day. They're going to probably lose in the play-in if they make it that far. Now, M.A. Udoka has emerged as a candidate for the Atlanta Hawks coaching job, but he has also emerged the interest of the Detroit Pistons because a lot of Pistons fans, a lot of people that do Pistons content want M.A. Udoka. Now, a lot of teams wouldn't take Udoka because of the controversy that he comes with as he's ripped every woman in the damn Boston Celtics organization, you know? So I mean, would he help the Hawks? Absolutely. I think he would get the Hawks together, and would probably get them out of the uh, you know having to play in the play-in. I think he can make the Hawks a sixth seed. But the question is, will Trey Young buy in, or will he kill another coach? But Udoka was known as a player's coach. A hundred percent pro player. LL Cool J cancels his comeback album. Basically, from what I heard, he was quoted as saying that the music that he was putting together, he heard it back and said it was trash. If this isn't a sign that this nigga should retire, I don't know what is. I mean, Big Ellie, Big Silly, Big Money, Big Really. It's time for you to retire, buddy. After Authentic Authentic was trash, by the way. That was his last album. Exit 13 was his last good album and that was 2008. I mean, I loved Exit 13. And that could have been a great a better way to send you off. But you know, I was curious to see what LL would sound like in 2023. But Even LL didn't want to hear LL in 2023. So let's move on. Hmm. So back to the Atlanta Hawks. Something I heard that was interesting. They were thinking about exploring trading Trey Young. And I mean, after this situation with Nate McMillan, Maybe the Hawks' organization is just tired of him. Despite him averaging 29 points and 10 assists, maybe this dude is toxic to this organization. And maybe they figured out that maybe ice trade may be the problem. I mean, some would say it's crazy to trade him. I mean... That also shows right there that they believe in DeJounte Murray's potential. I mean, they've seen him in San Antonio. Maybe they could build the team around him. Because I feel like the Hawks have the pieces to win a championship. And it's not panned out that way. Even though, despite them making the conference finals just two years ago. Which is why I feel like they should have never fired Nick McMillan. And they said that they might explore trading him in the offseason. That's all I have to say is, wow, Coach Killer, the Coach Murderer. All right, RJ Hampton was bought out by the Orlando Magic. Well, actually, yeah, he was bought out, right? And he ended up signing with the Detroit Pistons. How do I feel about this move? I like RJ Hampton. I like this potential. You know, because I think he came from overseas. And he was highly coveted as a lottery pick, but he didn't end up going in the lottery. So, my thoughts about that is add to the youth movement. Because, I mean, i gotta—I got to say something about James Wiseman. I like the hunger that he plays with. Despite him not, you know, averaging 20 and 10 have to also realize that this is probably Lord willing health and wealth, right? This is probably his first full season. I thought on the uh, Warriors, he had potential. I mean, Wiseman has a mid-range jumper, can stretch it out to three sometimes, not all the time. I think it's just a better version of what Marvin Bagley is. And I heard people complaining that we have too many big men. First, you make fun of us for not having enough big men. Then when we load up and get three or four guys that can go out there and get six fives. Now it's too much. Nothing we do is ever going to be good enough for y'all. We probably have the best collection of young guys with potential next to the magic. We're right up there with them. As far as talent is concerned, they just have to develop. And Cade has to be 100% for us to even have a chance at the play-in. Because I like our little lineup. I like Cade. I like Ivy. I like Bohan Bogdanovich. I like Beef Stew. I like Jalen Duran. Pistons have a lot of potential. And next year, I truly believe, is going to be the year, health and wealth, Lord willing, that we take that leap and win 38 games, 38-39 games. All right. Oh, man. The main event here. Russell Westbrook goes to the Clippers, y'all. So the Utah Jazz end up buying out Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook decided to sign with the in-town rival, the Los Angeles Strippers, y'all. How do I feel about that? Excited, for one. Because it's about that time. For Russell Westbrook to get his revenge. Payback. Revenge. It's about that time. Because the media has been shitting on Russ the last two seasons and making him the only blame in Los Angeles when the real blame goes to um, a you-know-who. Because, first of all, he bought Russell Westbrook there, for one, and thought he could one-up Kevin Durant and win a championship with him, and it backfired. And then he became the media scapegoat and the blame for every failure that the Los Angeles Lakers had exhibited, which is also not true. But I'm definitely excited for Russ. I feel like he deserves this opportunity. And he will be, and I and I think that Paul and Kawhi don't have to work for as many shots as they would. Because Paul George knows him. Russ and Paul George have chemistry from the OKC Thunder days. I feel like this is going to go well, in my opinion. I I mean, Russ goes from a 13th place shithole to a team that has the potential to win a championship already without him on the roster. Then you add somebody with his point, point guard skills and his athletic explosiveness and underrated defense. Then, I mean, that team is deep as fuck top to bottom now. I mean, You got Russ, Paul George, and Kawhi Litter. This is what they thought that they would have with John Wall. Then you have Mook Morris, <clears throat> Ibiza Zubak, um, so then you got Terrence Mann coming off the bench, Eric Gordon, Bones Highland, Mason Plumlee, N- Nicholas Platoon, Robert Covington, Norm Powell, this team is deep as fuck. This is probably the deepest team in basketball. And anything short of the NBA finals should be a failure, in my personal opinion. Now, Patrick Beverly ended up signing with the Chicago Bulls after the Magic bought him out. I mean, he's from there. And, you know, he said his goal on the Chicago Bulls is to knock off the Los Angeles Lakers from the playoffs. That's a great goal. That's an awesome goal if you think about it. But does this help the Bulls? Yes. You got Caruso and Pat Bev on the perimeter. I mean, obviously, Lonzo Ball's out for the season. We all know that. So they need another guard that could lock up. And I think Chicago may make it to the play-in game. But I don't know if they're going to win. It just depends on their opponent or opponents for that. They have 7-seed, seven, seven 8-seed potential, though. Last but not least, though. Malik Beasley saved the Los Angeles Bakers last night. He did. Scotty Pippen's stepdaddy came through the building, killing. I mean, they did face a condensed version of the Golden State Warriors last night. I mean, obviously, Stephen Curry being missing. That's 30, that's 36 and 6 right there, gone. So for the Warriors to survive as long as they did. It's pretty cool. But let's look at Malik Beasley's stat line last night. A lot of the Lakers, I mean LeBron James and Anthony Davis combined for 25 points and they still beat the Warriors. That's not saying much, though. Honestly, I think the Lakers should have won by 20 or 25 points. mean, for AD to only have 12 points and LeBron to only have 13 points. But Scotty Pippen Jr., stepdaddy, 25 points. 9 of 16 from the field. 7 of 11 from 3. I know y'all miss me saying seven niggas in double figures. But I believe that's what they had. They did have, well, they had eight niggas in double figures last night. Yeah, they put, the Lakers put on a clinic. Even though they lost D'Lo for a couple of weeks or less. I, I forgot, they were saying that he was day-to-day, so he might miss a couple of games and then come back. Um, Like I said before, I feel like the Lakers are going to make the play-in game, but they're going to get eliminated. I've been an advocate of this. I think they could get to the ten seed, maybe, if that, if the other teams don't improve and they fall off. That that let that win right there was very important for Los Angeles. That was a very important win for them because the Warriors, they're chasing the Warriors for the uh, plan, and the Lakers, even with that win, are still thirteenth in the West. <laughs> Just letting y'all know that before I get the fuck up out of here, um, this is a very short and condensed show. Um, this is King Non Uncensored, Coach Killers, and I'm out. And oh yeah, before I go, right? My bad. I'm sorry about that. It's New Music Fridays, and New Music Fridays is back. All right, we got Don Tolliver today releasing a new project called Lovesick. Of course, we got Payroll Giovanni dropping some hot shit for y'all called Ghost Mode. And then you got Logic dropping College Park. So I will be the one to determine these um, the quality of these albums, and I'll give you guys a quality review. At some point this weekend, I can't tell you which day. Oh, no, baby. You got to find out on your own. I dropped like Beyonce, bitches. But, yeah, this is Keen on Uncensored, Coach Killers, and we are out this bitch.